Hello, you are listening to the Morning Mindset Podcast, where we in this podcast do all things to do what? Get your mind right. I know that as women, as professionals, we have all the things going on for us. We have the degrees, we have the jobs, we have the kids, we have the spouses, we have the families, we have all the things. But all in all, do we have our minds right? So in each episode of this podcast, what we would like to do is to help you to break down those things that are weighing you down, that are causing barriers, that are keeping you from being the best that you can absolutely be. Yes, we come at it from a career standpoint, but it's real life stuff that you'll be able to apply for all of your life. So if you're ready to really get your mind right, to really push beyond your limitations, to really go beyond limiting beliefs, to break free of fear, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, this is the place for you. Keep listening. I'm your host, HR exec turned career pathfinder and executive coach, Keisha Hicks, and I welcome you to the morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna keep this thing off, okay? So who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I am Keisha Hicks. I am an HR um, leader. Um, I am a career coach, pathfinder, business owner, wife, mom. You name it. I got all the hats, right? Um, but I want to talk to you today a little bit more about my story, okay? Because I think by me sharing my story with you, it's gonna be helpful for you. So. Um, I'm going to talk to you today about how I went from HR coordinator to HR executive. And um, I will tell you, let me just preface this by saying it wasn't pretty. It wasn't all this like linear situation. It wasn't that, right? It wasn't those things. Um, Rather, what it was, was um, a lot of twists, turns. It was kind of sometimes like a roller coaster. It was scary and exciting all at the same time. Let me start off by saying this. Hear me well. If you don't hear anything else I say today. Um, everybody's HR career path is different. Okay. It doesn't mean good, bad, right, wrong. It just means that it's different. Okay. People come into HR, you know, some people know from the very beginning that that's what they want to do. Some people, not so much. Right. Um, and that was the case for me. Okay. But before I get into all of my scenario, let me ask you some questions, okay? And I want you to be thinking about these questions um, so that um, we can make sure that we are all on the same accord, all right? So first question that I have for you is what area of HR specifically, like expertise area, are you either most interested in or are you currently in now? Be thinking about that, right? Um how much HR experience do you have, right? How um, are you more of a, a, a specialist type of person where you just like, you know what, I love benefits and I only want to be in benefits? Or are you more of a generalist, meaning that you want to have your hands in a little bit of everything? I will tell you, me personally, I'm more of a generalist. I like having my hands in a little bit of everything. Yes, I've kind of specialized over the years, but for the most part, I like having my hands in everything, okay? Um, the second question that I want you to think about is um, where would you like for your HR career to be in the next, say, six months, 
Like if we were having this conversation six months from now, what would you hope to be telling me about where your HR career is, right? Uh, how much, think about in terms of the best thing in the world, how much money do you expect to be making in your HR career? Where do you expect for that to be? Okay. So um, be thinking about those things as we're talking today. Now, when you get those answers or as you jot down your responses to your answers, because I hope you have your paper and your pens, I forgot to tell you that, um, be thinking about where is your gap, right? Because everybody has a gap. And I always like to say, it's like you're sitting on island A and you're trying to get to island B, but there's this gap in between it, right? So that gap could be the gap in your experience. That gap could be the the um, the gap in your your con your contacts. That could be the gap in your um, knowing your plan or your path. I dropped a poll on LinkedIn, and a lot of people said, "You know what? I, I don't have a plan." Like a lot of what I feel like is hindering me is the fact that I don't have a plan. Well, I will tell you, if you don't have a plan, guess what? That could also be. Um, a reason why there's such a big gap, right? Think about it in terms of your gap in being able to network and tell your story and all those things, right? That could be where the gap lies. So as we're thinking this morning, as we're thinking through this conversation this morning, be thinking about where does your gap lie, okay? Because I'm telling you, that was something that once that clicked for me, I was on the move then, okay? So um, what I wanna talk to you about is like 25 years ago, made me sound real old. Do not judge me. Okay. But 25 years ago, I actually started my HR career. Okay. Um, I had zero, zero interest in HR. Okay. I'm just going to put it all the way out there. I had zero interest in HR. As a matter of fact, your girl thought she was going to be a flight attendant. That's what I thought. I don't even, I don't know why, but that was what was in my mind. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world to do. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. I had no clue. I had no perception of anything past that. Okay. I didn't hang around people that were doing an HR. I none of that. Okay. <laughs> so that was not my thing. Right. Um, and so um when I found, when I fell into my HR position, because some of us fall into roles, you may have fall, fallen into the role that you're in now. When I fell into this, the my very first HR role. I didn't even know what to do with it. I didn't know what it meant. All I knew was I was making a little money. I had a cubicle. Okay. Can tell me anything, um, but, and I didn't have to flip chicken and burgers, even though I still flip chicken and burgers as a second job. Right. But I didn't have to do those things. Right. But I didn't understand really what it meant to be in this role. And nobody sat down with me to say, okay, now let's plan out your next role. Right. My parents did the absolute best they could with me. Um, their thing was they grew up in a different time when you went to school. You just went to school and you got an education and then you got a good job, whatever that good job was. Now, for them, they thought I was already in that good job. I just need to go to school to make it even better. OK, so um, I did the things I promoted up a little bit, got into like a generalist role. Um, administration changed. I went into this, this rotation. Now you're like, why am I telling you this? Because no two HR paths are created equal. Okay. You got to understand my path. So um, I went into this rotational program, which hindsight was really good because it taught me business acumen. Put that in your notes, business acumen. Okay. Um, I didn't realize that then though. Okay. This is 25 years ago. I wasn't as wise as I am now, but um, and doing this rotation, 
I got stuck in an area in purchasing that I did not want to be in. However, however, comma, I was raised in a household where excellence and average are don't live together. Okay. You will show up with a spirit of excellence wherever you go. And that is in fact what I did. I always showed up with a spirit of excellence. And so quite naturally, I kind of promoted up the ranks in an area that I didn't want to really be in. Okay. Now here's the thing. I didn't understand what I wanted to do. I just knew that what I was doing, I didn't want to do. Now, how does this fit into you? I possibly could ask you the question, what do you want to do? And you may tell me, I don't want to do this. Um, I can do this, right? But it's very hard for you to say specifically what it is that you want to do because you may not know. Why? Because you don't have vision or this path built out for you, okay? Same thing for me. So then when I got ready to decide that I no longer wanted to be in this role that didn't serve me anymore, it was difficult for me to figure out how to get out of it and to get into something else, right? So the question then became, do I do things like go get a certification? Do I go get more education? What do I do? So first thing I did was I applied for another role. Now, um, the role that I applied for, believe it or not, was a very similar role to the one I was already in. Why? Because it was easy for me to do. What am I telling you? Sometimes when you look at job descriptions, you'll naturally be attracted to roles that you can already do, right? Because they won't stretch you. It's comfortable, right? Especially when you don't really have vision or you don't have really have a career plan, right? And so that's what I did. I went for a role that was comfortable, not to mention I didn't understand how to leverage my transferable skills, I didn't even know what transferable skills were at the time. Okay. You could not tell me what the concept of a transferable skill even was. All right. So for me, what I ended up doing was going out for a role that really did not serve me, but guess what? I did it anyway. Okay. And um, so, and I stayed in this particular role for about six years. Okay. Now, what I did realize in that role is that, um, yes, I was making more money. Yes, I was traveling. Yes, I was doing all the things. But I did realize one key thing. Life happens. Life happens and life has a way of shifting your priorities. Okay. So I kind of gave up on this idea of moving on into another role because at this time, I was like, I'm good at what I'm doing. I'm making money. But boom, life shift. My life shift at that time was I became a single mom, okay? When I became a single mom, it was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> now my priorities are completely different. So for me, I went into survival mode. Many of you are in survival mode, right? Pandemic puts us in survival mode. But I went into survival mode. I still had no vision on what I wanted to do in my career. I just knew that now I had priorities. I had responsibilities that I had to take care of. And so what that meant for me was that now the game is not necessarily finding the job that aligns with a career path that I don't have. The game is now finding a job that will pay me well to be able to take care of my responsibilities. Does that sound familiar? Right. It's not even if I even really like the role. It's does it pay me enough now? Is it going to allow me to have the lifestyle that I need to have 
or that I that I need to need to keep going all the things that I have going, right? Because I was a single mom. I didn't get a lot of help. I'm just going to be real, right? So I was out here doing a lot of things on my own with my son, okay? And so naturally, what did I think I had to do? Like many women who look like me, we think that we have to go back to school to get another degree, okay? So that was a question. Do you go back to school and get another degree in order to be um, to show that you have more experience. Here's the thing. I'm going to say no. Okay. If I had to choose degree over certification, hindsight, looking back, if I knew then what I know now, I would have got a certification. Okay. But what I did was I took myself, put myself in a little bit more debt, student loan debt, keep it real with y'all. Okay. A little bit more student loan debt and went and got a master's degree because I thought that getting a master's degree would indeed make me more marketable, um, make me more attractive to, um, to to hiring managers, even though I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. Okay. So um, what happened was I decided to then go to a, a job fair. Okay. So here's where I want you to, I'm going to pause right here and I want you to get this in your spirit. Sometimes you will be guided places and you will be like, um, I don't even know if I really should go there, right? And sometimes you shouldn't. Let's just keep it real. But sometimes you'll be guided into opportunities and you will talk yourself out of them because of your past experiences or the self-doubt, the fear, the things, the internal stuff, the internal noise that will make you not go. Hear me well. Weigh that out first. Count the cost and weigh it out before you say no to something, okay? Because if I had not have said no, if I had said no to going to that job fair, my career could have po quite possibly went a whole different direction. Okay. So this is your year of yes. All right. So I said yes to going to this career fair. Now, what I said yes to also with going to this career fair was taking on a role. Um, I got a job offer in this career fair, but it's, it included me taking on a role in IT. If anybody knows me, you know, technology is not my thing. Like y'all should see me trying to set up my screens in the morning to get on live, right? Technology is really not my thing. I can learn it, but it's not my thing. But here I go, going into an area that I have no clue about. Now, what was I able to do in order to get into the area? Leverage my transferable skills. Skills I didn't even know I had. Okay. Somebody else had to tell me that I had transferable skills that would make it okay. So hear me again. This is something else I want you to hear me very well on. Take note of your transferable skills. Don't let other people tell you what your transferable skills are. You need to know them for yourself. Okay. I didn't even know. I didn't know what I was good at. I didn't know what skill that I picked up along the way through my education and my experience that could be passed over into another role. I had no clue. But somebody else saw that on me. Thank God that somebody else saw that on me. Okay. So I went into this role. And one thing that my introverted self, okay. Yes, I am an introvert. One thing that my introverted self is very good at is building relationships with people. Right. Because that was something that was instilled in me from a very, from a very young age. Right. So I can build relationships. So what did I do? I started building relationships along the way. Okay. I didn't know that I was actually creating connections that would later on convert. Now, how do these connections later on convert for me? 
I ran into my first sponsor. Okay. Women who look like me, you need a sponsor sometimes. I'm just going to be real. In this society, it is often easier for us to move up the chain, to move up the ladder if you have sponsorship. Sponsorship, mentorship, and coaching. That's what you need. I'm just going to be real. I was blessed to have a sponsor who I didn't even ask to be a sponsor. He saw something in me based on the relationship that I had built with him because of the connections and showing up and authentically being myself, right? But also volunteering to help when I could, right? So what he then said to me was, I have an opportunity for you. I don't really know what to call this opportunity, but I have an opportunity for you. And I would love for you to come out here and be, be in this opportunity. We called it like a special projects manager. Meaning I got to do everything that nobody else wanted to do. But here again was my opportunity to say yes and not no. Here was my opportunity to bet on me and not say, "Mm, I don't know if I could do that. Right. I don't know if I have the right experience. I don't know if I have the right skill set. Right. Here's the thing. I still was not clear on my transferable skills. So um, when I got into this role, what I then was able to do was demonstrate my transferable skills, things like being able to problem solve, things like being able to um, build networks and build connections, right? Um, things like being able to mediate conflicts. I didn't even know I could do stuff like that, right? But though sometimes what we miss is that we always get stuck in the hard skills, like, oh, I have this technical skill. Yes, I did have a technical ability because I came from this this software implementation IT project that a lot of people didn't know about. But I also had soft skills that I didn't think about either that were able to apply. I will tell you that if you have ever worked in any kind of environment and where you've had to pass information off, serve somebody else, you have customer service skills as a transferable skill, right? During the pandemic, guess what you also picked up? Change management as a skill, right? Many of you have picked that up and you don't even think about it, right? But that is a transferable skill. And I guarantee you that as you're thinking about your transferable skills, you can also go back and pick out a realistic, real-time example of how you've had to use that in your past, or in your current. Okay. So what happened was I started to do the work. I started to do the work out there. I started to rearrange processes. I started to build more connections. And as I built those connections, I ran into my second sponsor. Right. And I say my second sponsor and I keep and I'm not using these words lightly because it was important for me to have sponsors, but I didn't know what that was either because I keep telling y'all, I didn't have anybody like a me to coach me along the way. I was doing all this just kind of blind. All I kept thinking about is I have this little boy I need to take care of. How do I get to the next move that's going to pay me more money to get there? Okay. But there again was someone else who saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And she said to me, my assistant HR director role is coming open. I believe that you are the right fit for it. Do you want the job? Now, I had a choice at that point. I had a choice to say, you know what? It's been a long time since I've been in HR. Some of you are like that. You're trying to transition back into HR and you're like, you know, it's been a long time. I don't even know if I have the skills to do it. Here's the thing I will tell you, and this is something I tell everybody that I coach. If you don't believe you can you can do something, Guess what? Nobody else will believe it either. 
they can see it on you, see the potential on you. But if you don't walk into it and actually believe that you, in fact, can do it, you won't be able to do it. Okay. So at that time, I said yes. Another opportunity I said yes to. So again, going back, there are going to be times when you just need to say yes. I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to better myself and I'm going to better myself in this opportunity. So I did just that. I took on that opportunity. It was huge. It was humongous. If I had a see, if I saw the job description for this, I would have probably talked myself out of it, right? Because we know traditionally men apply for, you know, jobs whether or not they have all the experience or not. Women, we typically are like 60 to 80% of it. If we can do about 80% of it, we're going to apply. Generally, we want to be able to do all of it. If I had looked at that job, I would have said, oh, no, I cannot do all this. But this is where my transferable skills came into play. This is where my, my ability to build relationships, this is where my ability to have grit and determination, right, came into play. This is also when another life shift happened for me. My life changed again. But this time, it, it was another addition, right? I got married. I got bonus kids out of the deal, right? I built a house during the deal. Like, I had this life now. And even more, it was more of a drive and more of a motivation for me to really figure out how to move my career forward. So I'm going to pause here and I'm going to say this too. Catch this. You have to determine what is your motivation, what inspires you to get up? And it can't be just because of a check. I'm going to tell you, when I when I started to grow my career, it wasn't because I then was motivated by the money. When I was moving early in my career, I was motivated by the money. But what changed for me was I had to look at what, what's inspiring me. What, what's, the, what's the thing that makes me want to do more with my career? What's the thing that wants me to not just have a job that pays me well, but an actual career that I can build, grow, and actually leave a legacy for and with, okay? That's where I had to get, and that's what happened. And I will tell you, it didn't come easy. That was nearly eight years ago, a little over eight years ago, I should say. And at that point in time, I still did not know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I wanted to do it. I didn't know where I was even going out, where I was even going to get the get to. You couldn't tell me. Right. You could not tell me eight years ago that I would be sitting here right now on a live with you talking about how I went from HR coordinator to HR executive. You couldn't tell me that because I couldn't see it. I needed help to see that. And I was blessed to have a man who came into my life that was a career coach. And he asked me a pivotal question. And that question was. What do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> right? What do you want to do in your career? And I was dumbfounded with that question because that was the first time that anybody even asked me that question. Like I had been a very good employee. I had stellar performance reviews, but no one along the way ever asked me, what is it that you want to do? People saw on me what they wanted to see on me and they put me in the positions. They had an agenda for me, but I didn't have one for myself. I'm going to pause and I want you to understand this. Have an agenda for yourself. You want your career to go? You want to do more in your HR career? Have an agenda for yourself. Don't let people tell you where you should be. This is your opportunity to really figure out 
How do you want your career to go? So that you can have your own agenda, your own terms on how you move your career forward. But here's the thing. Sometimes you can't do that by yourself. And so I was so blessed to have him come into my life and ask me a key question. Just one question. And that one question shifted my whole paradigm. That one question made me really think about, you know what? What is it that I want to do? Here I am. I was in like in my 30s at that time. And I'm sitting here like, I don't want to work until I'm 65 for real, for real. But it's looking like if I don't get this thing together, that's what's going to be my lot in life. So when he sat down and he said to me, what is it that you wanted to be? What you want to be? Here's what it was. I thought small at first. So let me pause here and let me tell you, stop thinking small about yourself. You want your career to move forward? You want to go from this lower level to this higher level? You can't do that if you think small about yourself. Okay? So for me, it was about not thinking small. But I started off thinking small. And I told him, I said, oh, well, I'll just be HR director. Again, at the time, I was assistant director. I was assistant director. So, of course, director would be next, right? But here is the beautiful thing about this position. Okay. This lovely woman who I I really call friend. I truly call friend these days because again, she saw something on me that nobody else saw. Okay. She told me that, you know what? She looked at me and one day I was, I was her succession plan. I would, I would succeed her and be HR director, but I would have to wait nine years to do that because she wasn't thinking about retiring for nine years. That was eight, almost nine, almost nine years ago. Let me tell you, she's still working. She's still working. So I would still be in that same position. Okay, but that's a whole nother thing, okay? But the thing is, is that I was able to really think then, like, what is it that I want to do? But thinking HR director, that was only because that's what I could see right in front of me, right? I had no line of sight. My thoughts were not bigger than HR director. Why? Because it was a lot of gunk in me. You have sometimes a lot of gunk in you. You have those limiting beliefs. You have those things that say, you know what? I can only be this. Maybe it's where you grew up. Maybe it's who who spoke something over your life. But let me tell you, stop thinking small. You want your career to go big? You cannot think small. And that is what he told me. And so I said, okay, cool. Well, then put me as an HR exec. And so he had a piece of paper and he wrote it down. And he had me write it down in my little notebook, HR executive. Now, how in the world was I going to get there? Because remember, if you've been with me all along, I talked about the gap. There was a gap, a true gap. I was on Island A trying to get to Island B. Island B was this HR executive. I had no clue how I was going to get there. I just knew that that's what I said that I wanted to do. Enter in the beginning of my vision, my plan, my agenda for myself. But then he said to me, what else do you want to do? And I was like, that's enough right there. And I said, okay, cool. I either want to train folks or I want to have a coaching business because I like what you do. Because I like how you're making people think about how they move their careers forward and how you're allowing people not to just settle for mediocrity. Cool. That's what I want to do. He said, okay, cool. Write it down. He said, ask me again. He said, what else do you want to do? I was like, dang, I need to have three. He said, yes, you need to have three. And I said, okay, I want to either do speaking engagements or write a book. Okay. So I'm going to pause here. I want you to think about what are your three guiding stars? What are the three things that you want to do in your HR career? 
If you don't know what those are, it's okay. Because again, I didn't know, right? It took somebody working with me to help me to pull this out. And I'm giving you the, the Cliff Notes version because it was much longer conversations, it was much more in-depth conversations to get me to that point. But be thinking about what are your three guiding stars? And so then he asked me another magical question. And he said, when do you want to have these things done by? And my response was, by the time I retire. By the time I retire, there's that thinking small again. Because I thought, because I remember I told you it was in my 30s. So I thought that this was going to take me years to accomplish these things. So many of my clients, I look at them and they have years worth of experience and they're in lower level roles or they're kind of climbing the, the ladder a little bit. But they think to get to this HR executive, they have to put in 20, 30 years worth of experience before you finally get there. Not so. Let me tell you that. Not so. OK, but sometimes we spend so much energy and so much time thinking about what we don't have that, again, we don't consider what we do have. And we don't understand how to tell that in our stories to help us to move forward. Right. And so when I looked at that man and I told that man that it was going to be when I retired, he said, well, how old is that? And I said, 65. Do you understand that I have just been at that point literally literally put like 30 some years, added 30 some years to my life in order to get there. 30 years. Eight years ago, I said, it's going to take me 30 years to get to where I am right now. Y'all didn't catch that. Let me tell you again. Eight years ago, I said it was going to take me 30 years to get to where I am now. What am I saying to you? I did all of the things that I said I wanted to do. HR exec, coaching business, speaking engagements. I did them all in eight years rather than do them in 30 years. Was it easy? No. But was it, was it worth it? Yes. Now I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is what retirement looks like. I, don't, I didn't think I was going to get here this quick. Right. But I'm here to tell you that once you lock into things, the jobs, that align with the vision you have for your career, things start to take off. Things start to take off. And so one thing that I teach the people in my program is like, it is not just about taking a job just to take a job. It is about thinking about what is the end goal for you? Where are you trying to get to? And how, do, how does the next role that you take, how does that helping you to get there, right? And if it's not helping you to get there, did you just take it because of the money? Did you just take it? This is the one the, the one response that just kind of grates on my nerves a little bit. But did you just take it to get your foot in the door? Right now, once you got your foot in the door, what are you going to do with it? OK, so here's the thing I will tell you. One thing that has happened to me over the course of the last eight years is that no longer did my um, my life shift and then my career shifted. Now it's like my career is is making these shifts and it's in it's in coordination with my life, if that makes sense. Now, it's like my life and my career now are working together and it's not like a shift happens and then I have to react to it with my career. It's not like you know, like when I when we had our daughter uh, three years ago, it wasn't like, OK, now here we go. I got to I got to adjust with a job. No. It was now, how does this impact my career? 
right? Now, uh, there's a question right now, like, what if you take a job for the title? Here's the thing. In HR, we do know that we are super specific about titles, but we are also super specific about, um, about transferable skills. Because I will tell you, not all HR journalists are HR journalists. I've read some job descriptions and I've seen how people have written stuff out. And I'm like, yeah, you were HR journalist. The title was there, but you did HR coordinator duties. So don't get don't get caught up in the title hype either. Right. Um, I think titles are good. We do, in fact, need titles. It shows some growth, but also look at the responsibilities. Right. And if you took on a title, a higher title, then my thing to you might be you might want to look at how do you then where how are you growing in that role at that point? You're not probably. All right. I hope that was helpful. But my thing is to you, um, I wanted to be ultimately in my career, once I figured it all out, I wanted to be in a place where I could help other people, specifically women that look like me, navigate their HR moves. Because again, I don't want you to feel like I have, there are things I need to do. There are things I want to do, but I have no way of getting there. Or it's going to take me forever to get there because it doesn't have to take you forever. But what it does take is for you to really lock into your career plan, your career story, and really building your connections out in such a way that they convert. And that is what I really figured out. That was the key to my success. And that was the key. Those three things, believe it or not, were really how I moved in my career. Like, I know they sound simple, right? Maybe outside looking in, but those were the three things. I got clear on my career path. I figured out what I wanted to do. I had a vision for it. I got clear on my story. My story was encompassed all the things about my transferable skills. It was like my brand, but it was like my brand plus more, right? It was more of that. I, I figured out how I showed up as the painkiller and not the vitamin in situations. Um, and then finally, I connected with the right people. I found the right people. It wasn't just connecting with people to be connecting with them, right? I found the right people and the right people found me because I put myself in positions to be found, right? That's a whole nother thing. But I put myself in positions to be found. And so as a result of those three things, I've been able to take my career from HR coordinator to HR exec and meet all of the things that I wanted to do that I said I wanted to do eight years ago. And I didn't have to wait 30 years to do them. Right. And so that's what I want for you. Um, so again, that's how I did it, y'all. I mean, that's the quick and dirty. It really wasn't quick and dirty. I guess it was 30 some minutes, but it was <laughs> quick and dirty. But that is that is really how I did it. And I will tell you that that is something that I work with my clients on in my program. Because here's the thing, I'm my biggest result. If I can do it, guess what? You can do it. And I'll show you how. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you so much for catching today's episode. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm so thankful. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any of my upcoming episodes. Have a fantastic day.